0: thank you for joining us for another episode of our sdbc podcast today we are joined by two guests andy fru associate pastor at cross ridge church and jason oldham director of worship arts at sdbc Join us as we discuss what it means to be a worship leader, how COVID has impacted worship leaders in the last 16 months, and how we can support and encourage our worship leaders. We hope that you enjoy this episode.
1: Thanks for joining us for another episode of SDBC Podcast. Today, we have very special guests, uh, our very own Jason Oldham, who is Director of Worship Arts at our church in South Delta Baptist Church. And we also have his dear friend, but also our friend now, uh, Andy Fru. He's a pastor, associate pastor at Crossridge Church in Cloverdale and, uh, the amazing church. We actually had Pastor Lee Francois preached at our church a couple of years ago too. So, uh, we're somewhat familiar with Cross Ridge and the amazing work God's doing through that church, but we're super excited to have you here, Andy. Thanks for joining us for this awesome. episode. Glad to be here.
0: And he's also Jason's brother-in-law. Fun fact.
2: Yes. And I, it's a long story, could go on forever on how we're tied together. Our mothers grew up in India together. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is mm-hmm. crazy. And
1: both from Ontario and then mm-hmm. ended up here. Connections mm-hmm. don't stop. Shares mm-hmm. a wedding anniversary, is it?
2: Because we Had don't share wives, wedding. we share mm-hmm. an anniversary. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. Very clear. Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, on that note, <laughs> COVID has been challenging for every church, I would say, but um, ours included. But I just wanted to hear, Andy, how, how are you guys doing as worship pastors, Jason and Andy, I guess, um, mm. how are you guys doing as worship pastors leading a church through online and all sorts of other things?
2: You wanna go first? Uh, sure. Um, yeah,
3: it everything changed. And I mean, that's that's across the board for COVID. Every industry, every everybody's home. Parents have had to change the way they parent. Um, everything changed for us as, as worship leaders. We are people who end up up on a stage on a Sunday morning and we're interacting with those that have come. We're, we're singing together. We are working with people closely and, uh, and building relationships. Um, and we're not able to do that in the same way. Um, so I think the question was, how are, how are we doing as, as worship leaders? Mm -hmm. We're tired. Mm -hmm. I think, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I, can't totally speak for Jason, but... Yeah, you uh, can.
2: Yeah, I can. <laughs> Tired's a good word.
3: Um, you go from being the person, you know, people always make fun of worship leaders is the people who show up on Sunday and, and play five songs and then go home. And that's our job. Uh, we went from doing that basically only to then also having to be television producers yeah. and audio engineers yeah. and IT professionals. And we, like, we've had to learn an entirely new yeah. uh, set of skills and, and go go forward. So, uh, it, it's been really good having to learn a lot of these things. I think COVID has forced the church to address some, some shortcomings in their Mm -hmm. ministry models and philosophies that has been Mm -hmm. really, really helpful, but yeah, it's, it's tiring and I can't wait to have people again Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. be able to, to work with. And that's,
2: yeah, that's me. Uh I would echo that. Uh I think at the at the outset of it when um we were kind of thrown into things pretty quick, uh me personally, I like that, like I like I don't like a ton of routine. I don't um and so uh I mean I don't, I don't know about you Andy, but like even just like praying through and picking songs For a Sunday, working through themes and liturgy and all of that stuff, I find that um, incredible as part of my job. But it's if it's the same thing every Sunday. If I'm leading seven, eight weeks in a row, by week six of doing that, I feel like there's something in me that just either needs to take step back and take a break from it, so I can approach it in a new way. Uh, So the routine side of things of of the job. And we all have these as part of our jobs. Um, you know, to me, I, I, am craving something different. COVID threw something completely different, like okay. completely different at us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, part of that was invigorating and fun mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. exhausting. And, uh, <clears throat> you could, you could learn a lot, um, through it. You had to collaborate, you had to figure things out, uh, troubleshoot, um, all of that stuff. So, uh, at the outset, uh, for sure, I think a lot of fun, um, a, a lot of, of trial and error. Now that we've been uh, a year and um, a year and a bit into this or more, um, now, that, now the tiredness, the, the shifting, <laughs> the change uh, it's becoming old. Mm-hmm. Like what I thought was invigorating at the start. Now the like uh, the circuit breaker here and then the next thing here and then we're adapting to the change. Yeah. Happy to be compliant and working through whatever creative ways we need to work through all of these health orders and things like that. But now the change in, is not as invigorating. Now it's like more of like, a oh, now we got to. Figure out how to do mm-hmm. this, and we're running out of alphabet letters to know what plan we're on. We've gone <laughs> through A, B, C okay. all the way down, and we're running out. So uh, I echo the tiredness. I echo the mental fatigue of it. I still yeah. find the challenge invigorating. I still find mm-hmm. the the um, the weekly kind of figuring things out, and that stuff's good. I mean, I, I really, I actually really enjoy it. Um, I wouldn't enjoy, I wouldn't enjoy it if I was alone in it. Um, I'm blessed to have an incredible team around that talk yeah. things through and support one another in all of our different tasks. So uh so I feel like like we're in this together. But um yeah, I, I don't even know if I want to get like kind of like, is it different? Like ministry is challenging in general. So mm-hmm. when you're looking at ministry and family life, um, it is not a nine to five job that that I do. Mm-hmm. Um and so I can't pattern my life around uh, regular regular work hours like many can. Like mm-hmm. clock in and clock out. I, I, when in between ministries, when I worked at a machine shop and I punched in and I punched out, it was like the easiest thing ever. I got home, I didn't have to think about things. I tuned out, and then the next day it started. Now that got really boring. But but <laughs> now um, you know it's probably not that different. About how ministry and family life are complicated, um, but all of the uncertainty. And like Andy said, everything about this world is different. So everyone's living in this uncertainty. And I think it's probably just a general humanity exhaustion mm-hmm. and, and frustration that you're having to lean on the Holy Spirit for the right attitude through it and the right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm talking forever. I'm gonna yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's <laughs> interesting because you guys aren't like, rookies at this job. Jason, you've had many, many years of doing this. And Andy, you too, because you worked mm-hmm. at Willenden before this too, right? Yeah. this was yeah. Crossridge was a p- church plant from Willenden Church, I believe. Um, and uh, I think with all the experience of many, many years between you two and Mary and I have also, you know, a lot shorter than you guys, but mm-hmm. we've also had opportunities to lead worship in different churches and yeah. Mary in our church as well. I think it's fair to say all worship pastors right now, all worship leaders are going through similar things. Mm -hmm. The weariness, the excitement and the joy of problem solving, Mm because most of you are really excellent at that. And I admire that. But at the same time, it must be draining, too. Mm -hmm. And especially because you guys guys don't get the encouragement of seeing the people who worship with you. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I know you guys miss that a lot. Yeah.
0: And Andy joked that um, that the role is just five songs on Sunday, and then you get off, and that's all you do. But there is so much that goes on behind the scenes, so much mm-hmm. that nobody knows about, both positives and challenges. Mm-hmm. So now, just for our listeners, let's get into some of those things more specifically, some specific challenges and positives. Let's start with the challenges. Andy, what have been some challenges for you?
3: Oh, man. I You know, the, the thing that Jason said just a minute ago about uh, it just relying on the spirit to give you the right attitude. I mean, I think Mm. things change so quickly and we, we moved into, you know, I, I really felt for a solid year, like I had almost had to stop being a pastor Mm. and just be a tech director. There were so many things. It wasn't, Mm. didn't have the, the emotional, spiritual, uh, capacity to even make a phone call to yeah. those that I would normally be spending time, uh, ministering with and, and yeah. to. Um, so I think one of the the biggest challenges for me is, has been learning how to be a pastor at the same time. Yeah. And I call it a challenge because I still, I still don't think I know <laughs> how to do this. And <laughs> like Jason's saying, it, it feels like we've been doing this for years now, yeah. but it's, it's been such a long stretch and it's been so busy that, uh, that learning how to do that and, and being reminded again, it's not about a show. We talk about that all the time as worship leaders. It's not about Sunday morning, putting on a show, but then COVID hit and we all switched to live stream and it became putting on a show. And, Mm -hmm. and that's what everybody kind of wanted and thought they needed. And so all of our energy kind of headed to that. So I think what I'm really working through now is, is trying to roll back into the, the calling yeah. that I have and to actually be be a pastor and uh, see the things that I need to be seeing,
2: um, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jace, what about you?
2: Yeah, <clears throat> similar. It, more of it's a, maybe a literal disconnect of people. that This is super obvious, but uh, so much of leading worship has to do with not just executing said number of songs on a sunday it's about making eye contact with the very people that you are encouraging to mm-hmm. love jesus not just through a song but through whatever we're doing on a sunday and and trying to be creative with that and so when those people aren't there you have to you have to use your imagination uh for the connection through a camera um and so the disconnect and and i would say that at the start of covid i was uh still extremely new here at this church Yeah. Uh, And so the disconnect uh, hit even harder where I feel like there's now there's so many people that I'm imagining who are maybe tracking with our Sunday morning that I feel like I've never even said hi to yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so my imagination can only go so far. Uh, So just that disconnect's been super, super challenging Um, and to the point where, um, you know, when it comes to decisions, you know, now in the future, I'm, I'm making them with so much hope that the the connection and the community will be um, present soon. And uh, we won't have to kind of, I, I think what we have learned and the tools that we have incorporated are essential. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad that we are moving forward having those things. But, um, but the connection and the community that we so long for all of us um, yeah, waiting, waiting for that to come. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so here, here's a here's a thing that our listeners can kind of do to help worship pastors. Whether it's you know whether you're from our church and Jason is the one who primarily leads you in worship, or whether you're from different churches, I think sending just that one word of encouragement, mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, love being led," even though it's not ideal to maybe mm-hmm. just be at home and watch this online mm-hmm. with you. Love being led by you. Love, love worshiping together. That one little text, email, or phone call. I think goes such a long way for us right now because, yeah, Jason wants to get to know our church family. Um, I think our church family has gotten so much of him, especially during the pandemic. <laughs> they see him every Sunday mm-hmm. on a TV screen, and they like, they probably might feel like, oh, I've gotten to know Jason quite a lot. And because he's preached really well to people I know, I'm hearing a lot of people saying, I love Jason, love Jason, love Jason. But from Jason's perspective, it's like, I have not met you yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: So love to, if, if you guys are listening to this and you want to send an encouraging note, um, those are... Those actually go a long way. And even those um, live stream chats that we have, when you just say hi in the morning, yeah. it's just a simple line. Mm-hmm. But for us, we light up. We're like, oh, yeah, I miss this person. Totally. Oh, it's such a big deal for mm-hmm. us.
0: <laughs> absolutely. I've heard around that Jason has the nickname, the smiley worship guy. So oh, that's his, his, <laughs> his <Emily. laughs> absolutely. So on that note, um, I'm sure there's also a lot of positives that have come and probably learning being one of them, but you guys have some specific positives that have come out of this whole experience as well.
2: Uh, I, I was thinking about this. I've answered this question a few times in various conversations I've had, or uh, <clears throat> worship I think I was did a worship podcast for the fellowship not too long ago and this is some of the same questions but one of them that I feel like I have probably done uh, more than ever is collaborate with my fellow uh, friends and ministers in in worship um, mm. I mean we we all you know go to conferences and and do learning or whatever but I feel like I've made more, <laughs> Uh, deep connections and conversations with uh, guys like my brother-in-law who I talk all the time with him but like I've got other worship leaders now that are like on my regular Mm -hmm. recent called uh, list that I have said hey how you doing yeah. uh, what are you guys doing these days how are you getting over this issue whereas in regular ones you you kind of be locked into your own little gig with yeah. you know your head in the sand of your own church and your own thing and this has allowed me to look out there and go we're all in this together mm-hmm. we're all struggling and striving and succeeding and winning and all of that stuff together. And so I, I, one of the positives for me has just been the amount of um, learning and a connection that I've had with other uh, worship leaders and worship pastors out there. So it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And we've totally witnessed that. I remember in the beginning, there were so many things we were learning, and I don't remember how many times you said, one sec, let me just call Andy, and then you <laughs> <laughs> go call yeah. Andy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Lots of back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the one of the things that I think has been a real positive, and this is going to sound really, really superficial, but uh, churches' tech budgets have gone up. Oh, yeah, and and not just in just <laughs> in spending. It. <laughs> it's uh, for so long, worship pastors have been saying, "We need this," <laughs> and the, the you know stringy, cheap senior pastors
1: like, are "No, you we end? can't do
3: that." <laughs> But no, I mean, we—it's—it has, it has actually drawn. I like attention. how you were
2: staring at Paul with <laughs> locked eyes. I know it's you, Paul. Actually, it's so not it's Paul. Not, I do Paul know is the too. first one to push it. for for no, tech stuff. So I know yeah.
3: we 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 have very similar very similar experiences in our churches for yeah. support that way. It's been really good. But I think there is a real bonus for a lot yeah. of these churches that have said we really need this tool, and it's not until a pastor or a board member sees the live stream and thinks, oh my goodness, yeah, we sound <laughs> terrible. We need to fix this. So <laughs> yeah. that's, been, that's really superficial. <laughs> uh, but one of the things, that I, and I know it's, I've, I mentioned this a little bit ago, it has really forced us to evaluate and reevaluate yeah. what it is that we're doing. So many churches and ours as well, um, and I think there's real value in it, puts a heavy emphasis on Sunday morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this kind of just didn't stop that, but it really made us look, what about Sunday morning? Is it that we are actually trying to do? There's a togetherness. There is the teaching. There's worship. On the worship side of things, being able to teach and encourage people, the fact that we don't just have to be in a big room to be able to sing Mm -hmm. uh, songs of worship. Like this is something that God has given us uh, to do together, but also when we're apart. And I think this has really elevated that I think way more people have worship playlists yeah. going when they're driving to work or sitting at home on their pretend commute to work. <laughs> um, no, it's, it, it has pointed out that there is, there is something, uh, amazing and universal yeah. and not limited to just, you know, the house on Sunday morning yeah. that uh, mm-hmm. that has that has come about as a result of this that I think has been really
1: really encouraging. Yeah, and it is encouraging. I know we joked about it, but like when Jason talks to you about and you've come here to help us with some of our tech setup for live mm-hmm. streaming, some things you did first at your church so we learned, and mm-hmm. some things hopefully Jason was able to yeah. help you with. Um, I have my brother in law works for a village church, so I check with him too. Like so, I'm always constantly calling people too, and I think mm-hmm. Jason's right. Like we've been able to collaborate but what i've really appreciated from worship pastors and other leaders and uh, volunteers and staff at churches is i think all of us are having that similar heart like mm-hmm. we love our people mm-hmm. at the end of the day this is why we got into this job or this volunteer work just because we loved serving the family that god has put mm-hmm. in our in our in our place mm-hmm. and we miss that tremendously yeah. i know we talk about it all the time here in our team and i'm sure you guys are feeling the Absolutely. same way um, Absolutely. Uh, so the positives i think is um there's lots um but most of our positives are hopefully pointing towards even coming out of this mm-hmm. that we would um, learn a lot of things that we would continue to do mm-hmm. and, and on that note i wanted to ask you guys like there's been so many variations of services right Mm -hmm. Um, we've done outdoor parking lot stuff courtyard stuff we've done indoor stuff we've done watch parties where we just put on a screen of Mm -hmm. what we recorded we've done so many different iterations different backdrops that jason built um what is there a single service that stands out what was your kind of favorite service that you did throughout the pandemic i really loved it whether it's easter Mm -hmm. christmas we had tons to choose from. Now we have 15 mm-hmm. months of <laughs> pandemic mode church. Um, so, Jason, what, what, let's let's hear from you first. What's uh, your favorite from the I last think, 15 months?
2: Uh, probably one of. There's a couple. One of my favorite in the first season of of uh, recording where we pre-recorded uh, during the week and then kind of live streamed on. Sunday like we just played that on Sunday mm-hmm. we would do it in various locations we had a few spots we did a couple outdoor ones but I did one in my backyard
1: mm.
2: yes. <clears throat> and I think the experience was great but the fact that I could bring my neighbor who is a very good friend of mine into the experience so he saw me setting it up all the <laughs> stuff like for three or four hours before and he's like what are you doing and, and, and I've told him what I do And, um, he's heard me play my guitar and sit outside (laughs) or whatever, but this was the first opportunity that he got a glimpse in what I actually do. (laughs) And he sat at his, at our fence just with his head over kind of watching things going on and, um, had many conversations after, uh, with him. He's, he's not a believer, Mm -hmm. but he just really, yeah, just really showed some interest and appreciation for, for kind of. What we were doing and how we were providing the church uh, with this kind of opportunity, even though we were stuck in these times in yeah. this COVID. So that was a pretty cool experience. And he went and I, I sent him the link for the service after the Sunday and he went and checked it out and, and uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think obviously that first Sunday we were allowed to have people again. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that was like a, um, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about delayed gratification. Yeah. Um, that was a, that was huge when there was, um, people that you can see and, and, uh, and worship alongside. And so th- there was a couple moments where we've been back and forth with that. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, I mean, even a few Sundays ago, uh, with the outdoor service where we tried something new with a mm-hmm. drive in yeah. and, um. And the, not just the positive feedback, uh, like I, 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 my love language is, is um, words of affirmation. And so having that um, fuel my heart was huge. But just the, it was almost like ripples. A few days later, uh, four or five days later, you'd hear, get the odd email that said, Man, that was that was just really encouraging for me and it was yeah. good. And so those kind of things where you don't always hear it when it's week in and week out of inside the house, you know, or in the church doing the the video thing. So um You're doing great, Jace, by the way. <laughs> um well I think we're all we're all working, we're all working at as a team, which is awesome. But it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, those would be some of my moments. There's others, actually, mm-hmm. lots of moments that aren't even aren't even service related. I think just like being part of a team where you're really trying to see everyone work together and everyone thrive in yeah. a time where thriving is really hard. Yeah. Andy, how
1: about you? What's your favorite service that you remember for the last 15
2: years? Yeah, I've got three because I'm just like Jason.
3: I don't want <laughs> to stick to the one thing. Honestly, the very first live stream was, yeah. it was such a cool novel thing. Mm-hmm. How weird. And it, it was terrible. It was <laughs> stuff didn't work. You know, poor my pastor Lee is standing on the stage and he's like, Are we are we live?
2: Like are we are we ready to go? It was really but the comments. Can I, can I stop for a sec? Did you yeah. guys pre-record at all or did you go straight to live stream we, on day we one? We went straight to live wow. stream. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. you wow. got I mean for the people listening, the technology jump from pre-recording to to then playing it, you have so much more control. You yeah. can fix all your yeah. blips and edits and, yep. and pauses and whatever. Whereas when you go straight to live stream and the technology, I remember talking to Andy, like, I mean, he was learning it on the fly. Yeah. Within one week, he had bought equipment, tried to wow. get ready for it, kind of get going. So I, I remember watching those services and <laughs> the awkwardness of <laughs> Lee looking up and back and down. And going, are, we are we on? Here? Are people seeing me? Am I talking yeah. to that was pretty. It was pretty great. Or just his memory.
3: mouth is moving. Yeah. His yeah. mouth is moving, <laughs> there's no audio. No, audio. Oh, no, oh, no yeah. we're getting texts. We can't hear yeah. you. But just to have, you know, the, the YouTube chat feed is yeah. full of we're here we're together and it was so cool like it was just it was new now it's like oh my goodness can we stop doing this Yeah. (laughs) we we know you're here on youtube no no no, no. we love we love hearing that um second one for sure uh our christmas eve that was really we've done a couple of you know on long weekends when we know we're going to be down some people we will pre-record a gathering together um but that's that's not happened much our Christmas Eve was a lot of work, yeah. um, but it was it was a good time. It was a, nice. it was special, uh, and then actually just this this past Sunday we had our first drive-in gathering. Oh, um, nice. So we we do not have a parking lot. Yeah. We have a street in front of our building and an alley yeah. behind um, the parking lot that is behind our building. The city said, no, we can't. Oh. We can't do stuff there. So we are really limited with space. Yeah, uh, We were part of planting Tri-City Church in Coquitlam yeah. with a yeah. couple other churches in and around the Lower Mainland. And so they hosted us Sunday oh. afternoon. So we drove out there at 4 o'clock and uh, they've got a great setup there. And just, I mean, it was so weird. I don't know Jason can attest to this and i know paul you were up on stage too just yeah. that to, were, were you helping out were you on stage that's no, on fine. mother's day she yeah. ran the whole thing thing. Yeah. so <laughs> i mean you're you're standing up on this platform on the scaffold and you're looking yeah. out and you know there's some people that are scattered about but and then yeah. uh, everybody else is behind glass yeah uh, in their cars but faces oh. yeah and yeah. you can see people and singing horns. and honking going oh. we, we this church is it is completely socked in by houses. So there was oh, no okay. we had to keep the honking to a okay. minimum. So oh, it was okay. and it's completely silent. No amplification for this was uh they have little FM transmitters. Okay. So even for the people who are there, all you can hear acoustically is the voices, the tapping of the the electronic drums yeah. and yeah. some basic string yeah, yeah, sounds. Yeah, yeah. So um but yeah, just seeing faces and people trying to raise their hands in their car like oh. out the windows and people <laughs> hanging the out the sunroof yeah. and so I, it cool. was just so great yeah. and uh we were we were so encouraged by that and i mean it's a lot of work i know mm. you guys oh, yeah, absolutely. the amount of work that goes yeah. into that is is huge but uh yeah the the
1: benefits i think are Hey, fantastic. We got a parking lot. If you need yeah. call Jason and we'll set something up. We'll come down.
3: Um, we'll come down. And, yeah.
1: and we don't have houses around us. So no, no we can just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, uh, we blasted. We uh, the very first, uh, service last year. We had an outdoors uh, service in the courtyard. We were so excited about it that I was here with some of our team at like four forty-five AM setting up. Mm-hmm. And most <laughs> of us came by 5. 30, five 45. And we ended up um being so excited that after an hour and a half of setting up, like six forty-five AM or so, mm-hmm. we started pumping music to see if all the systems working. <laughs> Failing to realize this is Sunday morning at six forty five AM. Yeah. And the policeman um he came over <laughs> yeah. and gently, Hey, I get that you're excited about this. I'm glad for you <laughs> guys but maybe start a little bit later. Yeah. Yes. So we exactly. were like, love like Jesus, they yeah. say. Yeah. Love yeah. like Jesus. <laughs> so we were like, oh, sorry. We forgot it's that early in yes. the morning. And that yeah, that's echoes amazing. all
0: the way down to Beach Grove. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: But um, I, I mean, I've, I've, I remember that service at the backyard when you had your backyard, beautiful garden scene. And yeah. I preached um, in my living room that Sunday. So we kind of put those two videos together. And I also remember watching a lot of your services because Jason and I were trying to learn um, hey, mm-hmm. these guys did live stream way ahead of us. Um, let's see what, what lessons they've learned and, you mm-hmm. know, what we need to be watching out for. Yep. Cause yeah, there's could be so many glitches. Jace, I don't know if you ever thought about this, but like power outage happens once in a while here in Tawasin, mm-hmm. man, that will just shut us down. Mm-hmm. Like we have no options. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Internet mm-hmm. going down. Um, if Telus has an issue, we're, mm-hmm. we're not able to street. There's so many vulnerabilities in the yep. way that we're operating right now. Yeah. Um, I'm just thankful that we're able to do what we are able to
0: do. Absolutely. So on that note, um, we've obviously learned so much. You guys have said how much you and your teams have learned. And do you think that any of this learning is going to continue? Have you learned anything that is now going to carry us even into a post-pandemic world?
2: Jason, Jason (laughs) thinks. He thinks Uh, thinks something. No. Don't take people for granted, yeah. like Andy started out by saying, I feel like for the most of this year I haven't been able to pastor, and what he means by that is he's called to shepherd people and to love people and to lead people, and, and, but you need people in order to do that, and so it's been very hard when it's uh, maybe hasn't been as accessible or, or readily in the sense where you see people on a Sunday and you connect and you whatever. So don't take relationships for, for granted. Mm. Um, doing your job without the tangible relationships is incredibly difficult. Yeah. So when in the post-pandemic world, when relationships are readily available and here and tangible, <laughs> make the most of every opportunity. Um, take that extra time. Um, th- we've learned through this maybe what's more important uh, in church life, like you know, the Sunday thing, you put a lot of eggs in that Sunday basket. But mm-hmm. now, through this, we've still obviously worship is is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, the the Monday through Saturday of life, uh, we should be continuing this act of worship in all forms and ways. And one of the Isn't key I'm... ways to do that would be in relationship with one another and in community. And so the program side of things and the technical side of things and the musical side of things, all incredibly important, but but maybe maybe we could do them more efficiently so we could have a little bit more focus on what is of deeper importance. So that would be <clears throat> a simple way, a simple take home of, of this. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned collaboration and working together, uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, we have to keep doing that because uh, I'm hoping that the technology that we've gathered over the last year, and will continue to gather and expand, will still allow for future growth in it. So we haven't we're not there yet, we've got things, we've got the basics, but to streamline and to make it better and greater and, and I mean, society is moving like online things, digital space for all of us is not going to go away. Um, mm. I think people will, um, I think people will take a break from it post COVID mm-hmm. because they're longing for community, but it's still the language of, of the future in many ways. So yeah. learning to speak that language more and better um, will be something that, that we, we have to do and continue to grow in. Yeah.
1: I feel like I could answer for Andy here. You're gonna take into post-pandemic world the new tech and worship team budget, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to keep that going. Pump it ah, that's up. Right.
3: <laughs> I had one of my uh, one of our last elders meetings. We had one of our one of our elders said to me, "So, like, are we done? Are we, are we done?" I'm like, "Well, we're not done." He goes, "But like, at the same rate, maybe we're not gonna be spending." I'm like, "That's that's more accurate. That's more accurate." Aww. Yeah. No, I, I, I think the same. I, i and I mean, it's, it's hard to just put this into a worship, uh, category, yeah. partly because I mean so much of what we've had to learn is it's across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think so many churches have said even when we don't have to, I think we're still going to keep live streaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have the ability, there's still going to be people who are struggling with, uh, you know, immunodeficiencies, yeah. um, people who are just dealing with a little bit of fear around that kind of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even honestly, we were talking about the people who just for life stage or whatever's yeah. going on, the ability to jump in has, has been yeah. really, really good. So mm-hmm. I think that will continue at least for a while until we yeah. get real tired of it. <laughs> and, and let's just this Sunday, no live stream kind of a, yeah. kind of a feel. Um, but yeah. And then again, pushing outside of of the Sunday morning worship side of things. Um, and I know that's not what we were setting out to do today, but, um, last night I or I was part of our church's parenting conference. uh, We'll call it. Yeah. Uh, we did a marriage one a little while ago and all of our men's and women's, uh, kind of our adult Bible study times have all moved into this online format that Mm -hmm. has been really, really great. Um, the, you know, we'll, we'll have an hour on a Monday night, eight to nine, and you show up on Zoom and it's 20 couples and we watch a video together. We break out into small groups and have a discussion. And the way that that has enabled people to get there without having to get childcare mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, or mm-hmm. just the driver, oh, I'm not sure, uh, has been amazing. And yeah. the retention also, you know, we, we do a four-week series on yeah. Monday nights. It's the same number of people, Every week, as opposed yeah. to starting it out, and it's just kind of yeah. like, oh, it's getting Tapered a little bit hands. harder. Um, I think it has forced us to to evaluate: are there ways that we can do this mm-hmm. differently? Yeah. Um, there is still something, I, and I mean, God designed us this way. There is still something about even us in this room. We could have done this by Zoom, yeah, right? Yeah. But the fact that we're in a space together and yeah. can can see each other's faces, there's something very different about that. Uh, So that I don't think that the digital thing is going to replace anything. I I don't think it can, but uh, it has opened up some really great ministry opportunities Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to do stuff. You know, we've had during COVID, we had people move from Surrey to Quebec and they can still take part in these studies with the people that they know because they're not able to connect with a local (laughs) church back where they're living now. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think there's things like that. That'll be,
1: I think it'll definitely be... We had a similar experience here. We did a couple of Bible studies on right. Zoom and yeah. didn't know how it would be. Mary and I hosted both of them. And mm-hmm. we felt like, wow, people actually engaged really well with it. Mm-hmm. And they loved it. I love teaching it. Uh, we love being a part of it. Um, so those things, but also like, uh, we're doing a vision night and AGM online, purely mm-hmm. online on May 25th. And we're realizing, man, every time we do these like leadership training or all church-wide vision casting night or whatever... We ask people to come and if you didn't come, you kind of miss out and you'll hear through other people like word of mouth. Oh, yeah, Pastor Paul talked about this or hey, the elders talked about that. Mm -hmm. Why don't we record this in a very good format where the audio is clean, the video Mm -hmm. is easy to watch so that it's like when you miss it. Oh, man, I couldn't be there because of work, but I can log into our website and just Mm -hmm. simply watch the thing so i don't feel like i left i'm left out of this whole vision casting thing that we just did as a church yeah Mm -hmm. so i feel like why didn't we do more of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just said well if you missed it i'm sorry you don't get this Bible study or you don't get this so i think even if we do do on site because i agree with you some things that it's so much better seeing people and being in person but even those for the people who can't make it for work reasons schedule reasons health reasons Mm -hmm. um, we can make that accessible um later on and yep. i don't know why we wouldn't do it for weddings graduations funerals there's so many things where live streaming will absolutely. be absolutely awesome mm-hmm. uh, yeah. moving forward we always wanted to do it jason and i always thought like it'd be awesome to have this technology but like you said earlier now we do yeah <laughs> we kind of have yeah. the perfect um opportunity to get all that gear so yeah. we're not planning to get rid of it or sell it we're we're mm-hmm. open to utilize it for great things in the mm-hmm. future mm-hmm. yeah So, all right. Well, thanks for um, joining us for this. As we end our time here though, um, I thought I would just ask you guys to share anything that we could pray for you guys as worship leaders, as pastors, um, all the listeners, whether they're from our church or other churches, Mm -hmm. how can they be praying for you individually, but also for people like you in your positions leading a church during a pandemic? How, How can we pray for you guys?
2: Um, <clears throat> uh, not for me personally, because I feel like I come from a really, really healthy team, but I, f- I feel like there are a lot of worship pastors and pastors in general that mm-hmm. um, are doing this alone, mm-hmm. uh, whether denominationally they don't have the connections or church work in general forces a lot of people to just try to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and COVID would, in in my assumption, which I think would, would just suck the life out of pastors. And I, I know for a fact, many pastors are on their last strings of a rope that they're hanging on to. They're, they're loving Jesus and Jesus is filling them with strength, but the, the, the demands of ministry in such a different way without the connection of people, Mm -hmm. um, is destroying them. Yeah. And so, um, for the for the worship leaders, it's the same kind of kind of thing um, with the demands of learning. Like Andy was already uh, a geek long before the, this tech surge, Thank and I'll call you. him that in love. But <laughs> that he, a he yeah, it's a it's a compliment. He is already he already naturally comes about those things where um, I probably have some similar gifts, uh, some similar interests, but I'm. Um, not as natural, but I can get by. But there are, there are artists and worship uh, guys and gals out there with not a shred of technical oh, yeah. ability yeah. that have had to either pay someone a lot of money to do it, and they feel the weight of that, or they're just they're just trying to deal with people complaining that yeah. things are wrong every week and every yeah. week. And yeah. so, um, it's not a personal request, but I feel for uh, my friends in ministry that are yeah. in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we started this off of what is the hardest thing for challenges, and I think tiredness, um, yeah. and the, the way this is still uh, kind of going on and on. Uh, so, I mean, that, that, would be, that would be my personal prayer, yeah. is the, um, yeah, the, the heart set and the mindset to know that God does have a plan in all of this and through all of this, and the strength and the wisdom to take each day in a in a steady stride, um, and uh, celebrate the victories that we do have, but really depend on Him when when things get harder and yeah. more difficult, and the, mm-hmm. the learning doesn't come quick, and you're having yeah. to make a few mistakes along the way and learn from them. So yeah. just the <clears throat> yeah and energy and and that their families aren't aren't. Um, Balancing life in ministry is hard normally, um, Mm. but I don't want uh, what is most important really when God gives us roles like husband and father and um, that those don't take a back seat um, in the name of, you know, Mm. getting Sunday done. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I mean, I I think
1: a lot of pastors would resonate with that right now. Um, You know, so if you're listening in, if you can pray for these people and, and just lift them up. Um, for encouragement and for sustained energy and strength uh, throughout the rest of this season. Um, I know a couple of friends uh, who are pastors who are doing this. They don't have, some churches don't have the funds to do Mm -hmm. this. So it's been quite frustrating for them um, to not have the proper technology to allow for a smooth workflow. Mm -hmm. So it just becomes more work and more frustrating work. Mm -hmm. I also know pastors who have a beautiful worship team and volunteers, but they can't utilize them because they don't have facilities right now. Yeah. So even though they have people who would be willing to lead worship and for their own church, they have to rely on other churches um, who are gracious to share their Mm -hmm. um, video Mm -hmm. files of their worship team leading. And then this pastor does the one person team in his garage. They set a beautiful um, studio, but he turns on the camera, he turns on the mics, does a mic check. Not that the work is hard, but the aloneness yeah. of that workflow is very, very difficult, as you might imagine. Mm-hmm. We have a great team here where we get to see each other and encourage each other on Sundays as we prep for it and as we actually lead the people in services. We're doing it as a team, so the hard work is is sometimes fun. It's sometimes mutually encouraging. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing this in a garage or a basement by yourself, this is tremendously difficult. So if you're listening, please take some time today, this week. Mm-hmm. Lift these people in prayer. Mm-hmm. We'd love to. Um, keep keep on encouraging these people. Yeah, Andy, how can we pray for you?
3: Yeah, I mean, still to like I know personally for me, still to the point that I made earlier on, just this reorienting, mm. uh, coming back to the task that that is at hand, um, mm-hmm. and and being able to, you know, find joy in that. I know it's a it's a funny thing. Um, <laughs> Ministry, when, it, when things switched over to the live stream as hard. And I don't know if Jason will agree with this, but as hard as it is to pull it off, like you don't have anybody showing up early to get their seat in the, in this, in your gathering space. Right. Yeah. You don't, you don't have people hanging around, making a mess of things, the cleanup yeah. on Sunday mornings. Yeah. It's like, it actually kind of got a little bit easier and you know, we, we got together for our, our drive in thing and we just thought this is way more work (laughs) than what we, what we've been doing before. And and just the, the connecting with people. Um, I think it would be really easy to, to resent that a little bit when Mm -hmm. things do start to open up and we're able to be back together. So just being reminded that, yeah, the church is not just about, an event. It yeah. is about the people that God has brought together and, and has given us a task as pastors and elders to, yeah. to shepherd and to actually do that. So that's, I would say for me, for sure.
1: Awesome. And thank you both for joining us for this podcast episode and giving us insight into what it might feel like or be like being in your shoes right now in ministry. Um, as we close, why don't I just close in a word of prayer? We've asked our people who are listening to pray, but let's close today with prayer. Father God, we thank you for Jason and Andy and, and our churches. Uh, God, we thank you that you have sustained us through a very difficult time in our in our last fifteen months or so. But God, we also continue to look forward to what you are going to do through us and with us. Um, we're we've humbled ourselves before you, God. We just want you to teach us, mold us, and shape us through the season. And like Andy said today, God, we 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 could be just tempted to think only one way and, and neglect the fact that you've called us to care for one another, to love each other as you have loved us. So help us not to forget that. That's the primary call. So help us not to neglect that. And as we continue to lead um, our church family in worship, um, we pray that you'll bless Jason and Andy with uh, sustained energy and strength, that they would have rest, that they would have um, good family time as well, and that you would sustain them through this very busy and challenging season. And also God, we pray for all the other worship leaders and pastors out there, um, especially those who are working in loneliness right now, um, not able to meet with the team, not able to do this as a team. God, I pray that your spirit will visit them and continue to encourage them through your people, through your uh, family that you've put around them. And I pray that they will be able to have uh, a special encounter with you where they grow in your spirit and they grow in the way that they lean on you each day. So God, Keep sustaining us. We do this for you, but we only do this by your power too. So we need you. We depend on you. So carry us through the rest of the way. And we pray that you'll be glorified in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. (laughs)